0: We're going to see the greatest move of God with not a few thousand, three thousand, but we're going to see billions come to Jesus. Welcome guys to the first ever 1930 podcast. Our goal, our dream on this podcast is just, we're not going to overproduce anything, super chill, super relaxed. We have an open word. We got coffee, we got tea. We got Jesus, we got Holy Spirit, and we're just going to dive into the word. And we just, we want to see Jesus. We want to see him rightly. And so my guest today, we have Zach Webb. I've been running with Zach for almost three years now, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've just been doing life together and just been loving on Jesus. And I don't think I know anyone um, with a more pure heart for worship and for the purity of worship and somebody that burns and actually has like a holy frustration for like, just a purity in worship and to see this generation really worship in spirit and in truth um so we're just going to dive right in it's going to it's not going to be super long it's not going to be a super long podcast um but i'm going to start with one question i think the question that i have today that i felt was to ask what what is worship and what merits good worship
1: (laughs) that's uh, that's a hard (laughs) answer um well, I think I think first I think one of the first things that comes to mind is we don't actually merit what good worship is and what isn't. And I think a lot of I think a lot of society and a lot of churches nowadays they think that we get to decide when we don't. Hmm. I think that's the first I think that's the first fault is I had I had the Lord had to rebuke me of like you don't even get to decide Jeez. what good worship is. And so um the Lord has a he, he's very he's he's very precise. He's he's a he's not confusing. He's not confused on what he likes and what he doesn't like. And obviously there are things I feel like we get to do that do please him, and that he sees as. And I'm just, I'm just kind of speaking from a little experience I have. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's times where it's a good job, mm-hmm. um, and then there's times where like you tap in to something supernatural in worship, where the whole room locks in, and like an actual revelation that's not milk, and that's real meat and then you can tell in moments of of, of worship anywhere where God it, it it's almost like everyone in the room recognizes that God is pleased with what's going on and then it becomes much less about the room and trying to navigate the room you know we've been in scenarios where we're trying to navigate a room but there's, whenever all the people join in together and we go, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And we just follow. I feel like that's the difference. Hmm. Of just what I've seen. Of like, there's there's a real difference when you go into, whether it's a service, whether it's a prayer room setting or something, and you, and you have a guess of what you think God's going to do. You know, yeah. we did this in living rooms. Yeah. where we would <clears throat> try to lock in as a team in intercession for an hour and a half and ask the Lord what He's trying to do and then most times probably 90% of the times something would happen and then we would lose we would lose all of our control over what's going on in the room yeah. and we would just follow and I think that's whenever it's the same thing as what you wanted to talk about as intercession the same thing as going into worship yeah of like whenever we have i think found what the lord wants to do because really we don't we can't decide that Yeah. even in worship and and intercession we we don't decide what the lord wants us to join in on he decides and then we join in yeah and in communion with what he wants to do for his people and for us yeah um So, I think, uh, overall, I think worship is very, just been misinterpreted, Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's just a, over time, things got more produced and became more about congregation and who we can keep around Mm -hmm. and... They respond well to this song, they don't respond well to these songs. So then leaders or whoever and again I, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I think we just have kind of slipped away from the the purity as we just began to add different things that weren't necessarily needed but maybe sounded cool or looked cool. And it worked for the world. So sometimes we think that it's gonna work for the church and for a couple weeks it might. And it might bring in people, but in the end, people aren't leaving with fruit or real encounters with God. I think, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't really know. (laughs) I don't really know. I don't really, I, I'd like, I like to think that I know what pleases God. I like, I like to think that I've discovered maybe a percentage of what pleases God. I've seen rooms change based on locking in with what the lord wants to do and in those moments i have com- i have completely lost control yeah and become dependent i think whenever we realize that we can't be independent mm-hmm. and we become dependent even on the outcome of a room i think that's whenever he's pleased
0: yeah and I think that's something that I, that I enjoy about watching you lead worship is I know that your dream is to is to find out what pleases the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's lost um, in our generation when it comes to worship, where kind of what you were articulating was um, the heart behind worship oftentimes is, how do I move a room? But your, your, your heart posture has been, how do I move his heart? And that has caused you, from what I've seen just when, by living with you, it's caused you, it's caused you to be obsessed with this, mm-hmm. and so you read this, and then you find that you enter in with praise and thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and so you get excited about the idea I can enter in by praise and thanksgiving, yeah. and so you lead out of that place, and then you hit a pocket, and then you get excited because you find what pleases His heart, mm-hmm. and when you please His heart, it moves a room. Yeah, and so like what? Because I've I've seen you move move rooms, like or I've seen the Lord move rooms through through your yes and through your obedience so like how have you gotten to a point because I'm sure there's young worship leaders that are watching mm-hmm. um, and they and they've led worship for quite some time and they've never they've kind of hit this wall of like oh, I want to see God move a room or maybe they're in a religious region mm-hmm. or they're 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 hitting walls of, of in worship yeah. and leading worship how have you seen um, oh, in your in your experience how have you seen breakthrough in seeing God move a room
1: <laughs> um Nice. <laughs> Todd. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a tendency to, I think, for worship leaders get frustrated at rooms. I feel it I feel it all the time. <laughs> every, every worship leader that can even slightly discern. Um, has felt that before, of like they're not responding the way that I thought they would, mm-hmm. and they're not lifting their hands. Their hands are in their pockets. People, people are yawning. Yeah, you know, I was at I was at a revival night last night, and I I'm a worship leader. I I'm I've been entrusted to lead this congregation yeah. that has no idea who I am. They've never seen me before. I don't know their lives. I don't know how deep they are with God. Mm-hmm. I have not, I don't know anything about them. But I can look around and, and I can tell who's catching what's being sung. And I can tell who's not. But I don't get frustrated at them. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't received that bread yet. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's probably times when I zone out and worship. But most people, I think whenever they whenever they begin to zone out they give up and then they go that wide they they get lost Mm -hmm. and they yeah but as a worship leader I think that mindset that I was just talking about of they're not responding the way that I want them to Mm -hmm. I think is what people give into Mm -hmm. and that fleshly desire from the first question Of how do I get them to respond how I want them to and I think falling into that is the dangerous place and that's how you slip away Mm -hmm. from the heart of worship so what I've learned is to there's been (laughs) there's been a few rooms that I've noticed people lose well I don't know, it, it could be a few things. It could be the band and the worship leaders have veered off of what he wants to do, and then so then the reaction is, everybody gets lost, hmm. or like it's too swirly. Yeah. And, peop- and the congregation only has so much of a capacity for spontaneous worship, and they're, they can't they're following. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. Like the congregation or anybody in a, in a room in the setting is following. The worship leader, and following the spirit of the Lord. Um, and so, if the worship leader begins to overthink, what can I do in this moment mm. that will push the boundary or yeah. push the wall and break the wall? That's that's the wrong question. Mm. I think it's like, what can I do? Yeah. Or what kind of what should I say? Mm-hmm. Or what should what should I do? because then you're dependent on yourself to change a room hmm. what I've done that has worked a few times and that I've, I've noticed is I will I will let the room I will let whoever's leading the song even if I'm f- feeling that discernment of the congregation's lost yeah. they have no idea what's going on or if they're singing a song, like say you're singing a song about Revelation four and five. There's so many songs. Open the scroll, and break the seal. Yeah. There's so many songs that are about that. Most people have no idea what they're seeing. Yeah. They don't. It's true. And it's not their fault. Yeah. Which is okay. But when you when when the room when someone go, when one of the worship leaders closes their eyes and swirls out, say worship leader Johnny is you know Johnny has his eyes closed and. <laughs> And is just singing yeah. because he's caught a revelation of, of the Lord in revelation five mm-hmm. and it's, it's broken him, but everybody else has no, I has, they're not there with Johnny. Mm-hmm. So they get lost. So then they, they end up staring at the screen and waiting really is what, is what happens. And I'm even guilty of this when I'm not worship bleeding of going, I don't, really know this song that well so I'm going to stare at the screen because I don't I don't know the song mm-hmm. I'm going to wait and see if the Lord does something um, and then there's a tendency I think to like there's this fine line I think of of pastoring a room while worship leading mm-hmm. and then having your own encounter with the Lord mm-hmm. which really The songs that most impact me in the secret place, when I bring them to a congregational setting, I lead with the most compassion and the most Mm -hmm. conviction. Yeah. But there's a fine line of teaching, Mm -hmm. like what there's been so many times where if I start singing a song, or if I know that that the congregation is going to need biblical context Mm -hmm. for this worship song, I'll say something. Yeah. and i'll read what the song is talking about yes and then i'll go into the song so that everybody's locked in with unity you know yeah so if, if johnny is lost in the holy spirit mm-hmm. and is just having an encounter but nobody's following him he's not doing a good job mm-hmm. because he's 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 shepherding the room mm-hmm. so for me i think i just recently have learned this being at circuit riders being more of in a spontaneous prayer room setting mm-hmm. where I might have a burning song in my heart, but if the congregation doesn't follow where I go, where I've been in the secret place, then I'm, I'm, I'm leaving them. Yeah. And I'm abandoning the assignment for that set. Hmm. So I need to make sure that if they're not following, I need to tell the band to die down and I need to explain what I'm singing hmm. so that they can come in with me. It's good because I've you know I've used this analogy all the time whenever you're like ministering to the Lord it's like a everybody is watching this is the best way that I can explain it is you don't want to just sit and minister to the Lord yourself in in a leadership worship leader role mm-hmm. and just get lost just you and him mm-hmm. it's good in the secret place but you have to realize that you're responsible for who's who's watching you and mm. you're leading people. So you want to minister to the Lord, yes, but you want to explain like, like you, you've heard me use this analogy, but like turn and like, yes, be focused on the Lord, but, but always like watching, honestly, watching yeah. how people are responding and discerning. Because if they're not getting it, then you need to turn and go, hey, this is what I'm singing about. Let's yeah. do it together. And let's all do it now. Yeah. And I, that's whenever... I have discovered that that that's what that's what brings in unity and allows people to worship in spirit and truth. Because I might be worshiping in spirit and truth on my own, but if they don't know this truth, then what's what's happening? What do I what I need to do? So that's probably the best way I can answer that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think I think that's huge. Just you have a burden to um, to teach rooms that you're in and i reminds me of a tour stop that i had in wisconsin i was at a stop day one it was blank stairs hands in pockets like driest room i've ever been in and i got frustrated i asked the lord what happened Mm -hmm. he's like they they wanted to enter in but they didn't know how next day day two i'm hosting and i pull up notes for my circuit rider dts and i pull up genesis 22 this is the first time worship is mentioned it's abraham and isaac mm-hmm. and so it's like once i broke down costly worship what 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 is worship biblically and almost almost teaching in a way that gives permission for people to affectionately love on jesus yeah. in a way that's costly um it was like once that teaching point came all, the whole room came to the altar got on their knees and were sobbing in the presence of God and it was like all they needed was permission they,
1: they felt permission yeah
0: and so it's like how do you what do you feel like is 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 lost when it comes to the revelation of worship um, in our generation when it comes to the Bible like how do you go from Genesis 22 to the modern day fog machine mm. worship night and I don't have anything against fog machines or lights I think it's yeah. awesome but like how do we get from Genesis 22 to how do I serve the room rather than minister to the heart of God
1: yeah um i think i think there's i think there's a a bunch of things that we've done wrong, that I've done wrong, that I've gotten caught in you know wanted or <clears throat> I think you know in genesis twenty two it's whenever whenever he says right okay so if we're since we're here um where which which one is it? which Where which verse is it whenever he says we're going to go up the he says
0: uh he tells his disciples, he, t- he tells his uh the people that are with him i'm going to go up to the mountain and worship before he goes up with yeah. isaac where is that um, i think it's uh stay here yeah verse 5 okay
1: stay here with the donkey and I'll go. Oh yeah. yeah. Stay here with, with the donkey. Abraham told his servants, the boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there. And then I will come right back. It's so weird how the Lord, I don't know where Abraham heard this from because the Lord didn't say that the sacrifice is worship. Mm. It's like, He's going to kill his son, and he like Abraham like masks this interaction mm-hmm. with, "Hey, you just stay here, don't worry. Me and me and Isaac are gonna go worship the Lord." Mm-hmm. In Abraham's mind, he knows he's gonna go kill his son mm-hmm. as a sacrifice. Yeah. And you know when we we interpret this and even Lindy whenever I first heard this is from Lindy and chase in my, uh, DTS of like worship anywhere should be costly. Yeah. Yes. And if you want revelation, you want discernment or if you need clarity, you have to go into worship, With a laid down life. Yes. A laid down heart, completely sacrificial, because worship is definitely not for you. Yes. You know? That's like rule number one. Mm -hmm. Worship isn't for you. Yeah. It's really not for you to receive, and you won't be changed. If you're going into worship with, what can I get?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's a, the first act should always be, what do you want me to lay down? And asking the Lord, what's in the way? Mm. What, what can I die to? What branch can, can you prune? Or what branch do you need to cut off completely? I was just reading this this morning. Mm. He's the vine and where the branches and... He cuts off every single branch that doesn't bear fruit so that it can wither up and die and burn. And asking the Lord, okay, I'm at the altar. I'm here. You can cut off any branch that you want to. And then in return, He prunes you. Hmm. And you become more like Him. You hear Him more. And this can go anywhere. But... That in itself is the heart of worship of this place of, I'm in desperate need of you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be so comfortable that I'm, am now independent from you. Yeah. Because if you're independent from God, that you're, that's the original sin. That's the first sin. That's the the fallen angel sin, Mm. right? That's Luciferian spirit of, I want to be independent from God. Yeah. I want to be in control. And I don't, I feel like I've got it Mm -hmm. when you don't. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that desperate need of blessed are the poor in spirit for they will inherit the kingdom type of interaction where you have become so dependent and so poor and broken spirited Mm. that you need God. You need him. I need him every day. That's how you should always, always enter in as a sacrificial laid down life in desperate need of God. That's like rule number one. Yeah. I think if people were to just see that and slightly understand that, that they would realize that there's so many extra things that they've added onto their life that they don't need. Hmm. Like in reality is like, I live a comfortable life, really. I'm in a nice house, I'm in a nice kitchen. We have a nice concrete. Well, wallpapered <laughs> wallpaper, wallpaper, <laughs> wall, and some cool plants, and we're in California, and there's not a single cloud in the sky, and it's sunny outside right now. Reality is, that I, as we're, I'm really comfortable right now, hmm. honestly, and I need to get to a place where I can go. Okay, I, I didn't really work for any of this. God, God freely gave it to me. Mm-hmm. But if it were all to go right now, like, would I blame God and go, you're unfaithful?
0: Hmm. yeah.
1: Because I think a lot of people are, are living so comfortable that they've become independent from God. So I need to make sure that my heart is so dependent on him so that I can worship him. Yeah. And I can interact with him, not asking him to do things for me, but simply just to love him mm-hmm. and to be obedient to him. And I need to be ready in a split second. And if he has blessed me with all this stuff, it's not—it's—it's it's okay to have nice things. It's okay to have favor and you know, mm-hmm. but in a second, if he tells me to give it up, I don't want to be the rich young ruler. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to say no to God and then be depressed and suicidal mm-hmm. after yeah. he's asked me. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's just too many people that are comfortable and want to live comfortable and want to live independent. And so they work, 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 strive, strive, strive to become so independent. And that's the American dream. Yeah. That's what society has has, has taught us. Then you become independent from God. Mm-hmm. So if you are too independent from God, you, you, you're walking in blatant sin mm-hmm. and unrepented sin. People don't know that. People don't realize that. It's not just pornography. It's not just, oh, I stopped cussing or I stopped drinking. Or I stopped partying. Mm-hmm it's like working for independence from God is a blatant sin that needs repentance. Hmm. And I think once I got to that place of holy crap, like everything that I'm working towards, striving towards, it's only leading me to more independence from God. Yeah. When if I would just allow him to prune me and allow him to use me and say yes to everything that he says and wants me to lay down, then I'll see I'll see the most fruit, and it's countercultural. Like everything about the kingdom is is flipped on its yes. head and countercultural. Yes. But people don't realize that if you were to just lay everything down that you think is good for you, mm-hmm. lay your life down and just say yes and be obedient to the Lord, that's actually the fruit that you need, and that's that's the fruit that's going to bless you and allow you to bless others yeah. and allow you to live live life abundantly. Yeah. That's, that's one half of that question I think the other half is something and it's like what, in, what, what, it, what is holiness what is purity mm. at the root purest form of something say like the purest form of honey mm. right I know uh, Jeremy Riddle uses this analogy in his, in his book mm-hmm. of like the purest form of honey is honey with nothing added Mhm. So, purest form of worship is worship with nothing added. Yes. So, the moment that you start to add things and try to manipulate for preference or for age group or for... It can be... you Name it. You're taking away Mm -hmm. from the purest form of worship. Yes. So, really... You don't need to add a fog machine. You don't need to add more lights. You don't need to add more instruments or more good singers or a bigger building. You name it. Like, mm. you will be fine with this. Mm. With this statement. Yeah. That Abraham uses. Yeah. And the purest form of worship. Right? That's it. The more That's... that you add things and the more that you... Because really, what is okay? This is really what it is: is you start to add things because you think you can do it, mm. and you think yeah. that it's going to work. Yeah. So then you take control, and it's the same thing as becoming more independent from God. Mm. Because you think that you have what it takes, or you, the more stuff Jeez. that you add and spend money on for congregations, yeah. You think you think it'll work. Yeah. When you're you're adding, you're adding more, you know, mm-hmm. to the purest form, which is, not, not it's it's, it's not what, yes, what the Lord wants. Mm-hmm. So I think over time we have added to something Jeez. that doesn't need addition. Wow. Yeah. And it needs just the heart message, and it just needs the the ground root of what he wants, which yes. is sacrifice. And, yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like probably 5% of what worship actually means, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. But I know that sacrifice works. That's and right. I, I know that dependency works. Mm-hmm. So that's like two words of an in- probably an entire lifetime of discovering what worship actually is yeah
0: yeah that's just so good yeah we're gonna wrap up i'm gonna add just a a little point of just genesis 22 i think abraham just got to a point where he was so convinced that god was good like i think we read this and we Mm -hmm. think how could how could abraham do that without without hesitation without question without anything I think Abraham was so convinced of the goodness of God that he knew that somehow, some way, God was going to work it out. Mm -hmm. And so he comes in, and I think a question that can kind of encapsulate Abraham's heart was, how deep will you let me go for love? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we can come into worship, and it's this transactional thing. But Abraham's heart was, I want to give you something that's costly, And how deep will you let me go for love? How abandoned will you let me be? And ultimately, the result was God's heart was moved, saves Isaac, and then he blesses Abraham, blesses his descendants. Mm -hmm. There's a ram in the thicket who obviously foreshadows Jesus. Jesus will ultimately come from his line. And so there's like this whole, there's this whole um, product of costly worship. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't Abraham's um, dream. have blessed descendants you know for the ram and the thing that wasn't on abraham's mind his mind was how far will you let me go for love but the byproduct was god's heart was moved in such a way that abraham's life was transformed forever so i think Mm -hmm. there's a place in worship or ultimately there's a place in love Mm -hmm. where real worship says how far will you let me go how much will you let me give and i think that's something that i've seen you do Time and time again, where it's like I've seen you give up opportunities Mm -hmm. for pure worship, for a pure life in Jesus, where the dream really has become Jesus. Mm -hmm. Really, the dream has become Him, and so I think that's why God breathes on your ministry and the way that you lead and stuff like that because it comes from a pure, a pure place. Mm -hmm. And He has become the dream, and you're like, how far will you let me go for love? And you're never content. You, you've never reached a point where you're satisfied. You always want more of Him and i think that's that's true worship that's what that's yeah. what he means by i'm going to raise up worshipers that will worship in spirit and in truth so i think that's it we're going to wrap up this is a crazy episode on worship many more to come with zach we literally live together so we'll do some more episodes but um yeah we want to keep these somewhat short in a 30 minute arena um hope you guys were blessed this will be on youtube probably some clips on tiktok i don't know but subscribe like share this with a friend i hope this blessed you comment below what you think um and what stuck out to you and we'll catch you on the next episode peace nice you should cut out the piece